have the angelic appearances in the birth narrative of Jesus, the Messiah. An angel spoke to Joseph in a dream and revealed God's plan to Mary to give birth to a son conceived of the Holy Spirit. The angel Gabriel spoke to Mary and and revealed God's plan to her. Luke, the gospel writer, records how Joseph and Mary left the village of Nazareth to go to Bethlehem. This was in compliance with the Roman government, of course, but more importantly, it would fulfill prophecy of old. So this young couple made the some three-day journey to Bethlehem. Mary could have delivered the baby at any moment along the way. Luke tells us that they arrived in Bethlehem, but because there was no room, because so many people had come to the town, they could not find a place to stay. There was no Holiday Inn Express. There was no Airbnb. There was no vacancy anywhere to be found. Thankfully, someone with a generous heart let them use their stable, sort of a cave-like area down below the hill behind the main building, perhaps, that was used to house the animals at night, just a plain stable. And while in the stable, Mary gave birth to her son. So she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, a normal feeding trough. All the while, there were shepherds out in the fields watching their flocks of sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them too, and they were afraid. You and I would have been afraid too. They had great fear. The Greek text says it's a megas phobos, a great fear. And the angel said, do not be afraid. And then the angel told the shepherds what had happened that night. You've already heard Alyssa read our passage, and I'm just going to start at verse 10 of Luke chapter 2 and read until verse 14. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. In verse 10, the angel spoke of good news. The Gospel. Euangelizo. Gospel, good news, and megas kara, great joy. So from megas phobos, great fear, to good news, to great joy. The shepherds were invited to come to the manger to see the good news of great joy for all the people. And as Philip shared earlier, Today, we have the opportunity to come to the manger to experience good news with great joy. 
For some of you, this could be the very first time that you meet Jesus. For others, it might be a time to come to the manger and recommit your faith during this Advent season. You know, I really want to get back on track with God. I, I've kind of let things slip a little bit in my faith journey. I want to recommit my life. And others, maybe you're looking for a new way to serve with great joy. So we come to the manger from different walks of life, different situations and circumstances, but Christ has come and bids us the opportunity to come to Him today. The way of the shepherds, the way that they approached the manger shed some light on how you and I might come to the manger today. We can, like the shepherds, we can choose to make the journey. You know, they didn't have to. They could have said, "Uh, I don't think so. But we can choose to make the journey to the manger. In verse 15, when the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Can you imagine what that conversation might have been like? I don't know how many shepherds there were, but maybe they they heard all of this and they said, wow. I mean, I'm afraid, but... You know, the angel said not to be afraid, so guys, what do you think? Let's go. And they did. They chose to go. They did not receive a command to go like Abraham from God or Moses or Elisha or Mary and Joseph or the disciples or the Apostle Paul to go. They heard a report of good news that was for all the people. They heard... Angels say, don't be afraid. And then they had the decision to make to stay or to go. And the same thing happens for us today. Stay where you are or go with God. Stay in the job that you're really unhappy with, that you're struggling in. Or take some steps to get the resume together and do some networking on LinkedIn and see if there's something out there that might be a better opportunity for you. Stay addicted and risk losing everything or take that first step to the 12 steps. Let your marriage stay unhealthy and struggling or go with God to seek healing through some counseling. Young people, might, you might stay in that unhealthy dating relationship and just be miserable or take a step out of that relationship and, and trust God with that what is next for you. Stay with the same old friends who drag you down. Or move on to some better friends. You know, you know, you know what that means. Stay in debt or cut up the credit cards and follow the way of cash and paying as you go. Stay in your same old routine or Maybe step out and consider your call to seminary or some other type of ministry opportunity or volunteering even right here in the church. Stay where you are or go with God. The shepherds chose to go with God. The Greek language here tells us that the shepherds responded with urgency. There's a little word pronounced day, D-E, day, and it signifies in the Greek language, that something must be done. Translated, let's go now. 
to Bethlehem. Let's go now and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's go with urgency. Let's go. They didn't question whether they should go. They didn't delay the decision until the next morning. They didn't say, well, guys, maybe we should just pray more about this. They didn't say, well, maybe we should support a subcommittee of shepherds to make some recommendations to us, and then we will move forward based on what they have said in some time. No focus groups, nothing like that. They just went with expectation. Maybe they, if they were alive today, they would have said, let's do this. Let's do this thing. You remember the Home Depot slogan that came out a few years ago? It's painted on their orange buckets. Hashtag, let's do this. I imagine the shepherds said, let's do this thing. Let's go to Bethlehem. And they took the risk and they went. What about their flocks? What if the people who were, they were responsible to complained that they left that night and perhaps didn't have as much supervision over the flocks? What if the religious authorities learned of the source of what was being told? What if people teased them and ridiculed them for what they had said once they got there. They were so convinced that what they had heard was true that I believe they had to go. They took the risk and they went. And they ended up being the very first eyewitnesses to the birth of the baby who had come to change the world. The shepherds went to Bethlehem. They took the risk and they went with a pliable or shapeable, or moldable, and teachable spirit. And I believe they went like children. I believe they went to the manger with attitudes like children. They hurried off, verse 15, or verse 16 says, so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Just like our children here in the worship service often run to Miss Amanda for the children's sermon and run back to their seats, they hurried, the shepherds hurried, they made haste. The Greek word is pasciuto. It means to desire earnestly, to make haste, to do something with a sense of urgency. They went like a child. Jesus taught later in the Gospels that we are to be like children. He said, but Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to these, such as these. Verse 17 of chapter 18 in Luke, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. The shepherds went to the manger with the heart and attitude and spirit of children. They went just as they were. When I come to approach God as with the attitude and heart of a child, I come just as I am. With all of my sin and with all of my brokenness and imperfections, I come to Him. Come broken to the manger. Come hurting to the manger. Come questioning to the manger. Come lonely to the manger. Come guilty to the manger, ashamed to the manger, happy to the manger, wealthy or poor to the manger, hopeless 
or filled with hope to the manger. Come to Jesus at the manger. Come as a child. There's a song called Come to Jesus by Chris Rice, and the first part of the song says, Weak and wounded sinner, lost and left to die. Oh, raise your head, for love is passing you by. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and live. Jesus wants you to come to the manger just as you are, and He loves you too much to leave you there. Come as a child. Come with a spirit of anticipation. What will you experience? Anticipation means to come with expectation or foretaste or an intuitive preconception that we desire to know what's going to happen. My dad was born in 1943. And his father, my grandpa Lee, was in the army and had been drafted to serve during World War II. And after my dad was born, my grandfather was still stateside in training, and they sent him back to Philadelphia, I'm sorry, back to Altoona where my dad was born, and he was able to see his son for just a little bit, and then he had to go back to continue serving our country. It was two years later before my grandpa was able to see my dad again. Some of you in the congregation know exactly what I'm talking about. And I can only imagine the anticipation that my grandfather had in his spirit as he was, the war had ended and as he was going back to see his now nearly two-year-old son. What would he look like? How would he sound? What would he say? And all of these things. Can you imagine the curiosity come with anticipation? Or maybe you know exactly what it's like to get ready for that first day of school or to help a little one get ready for that first day of school. And the night before, you've gotten all of your supplies together and made sure that you know what time the bus is coming and go out to the school bus with your parents, your grandparents, and you're anticipating that first school bus ride. Maybe it's kindergarten uh, or maybe you're in a new uh, neighborhood and everything is new and you're coming to that first day with eager anticipation. Or if you're like me, you're, uh, some of you are runners, and uh, the, the night before a race, I will lay all of my stuff out. You might say, Pastor Bob, you're a little obsessive here, but this is what I do. I put out my shorts and my shirt. I pin on my bib number to my shirt. I have my socks and shoes all laid out, my hat, my gloves, Whatever I am going to have in the race, I have it all out the night before. I lay out my breakfast stuff so that I don't make too much noise to wake up the rest of my family that next morning. I prepare with anticipation of what that next day is going to bring. I believe that God desires us come to the manger like the shepherds with a spirit of anticipation. And I believe that God is calling us to come to worship with a spirit of anticipation. What is God going to do new in my life when I attend worship the next Sunday? Maybe the night before, I'll actually pray through the sermon text that was publicized the previous week in the bulletin. Maybe I'll pray for the pastor and staff as they lead. 
um, maybe I'll read through my Sunday school material the night before so that I'm ready for whatever God is going to say to me that next morning. Maybe I will pray for the people in our congregation who might be sick or struggling or grieving. Maybe I will pray for people who are on the verge of making a a decision, a profession of faith in Christ, and I'll just lift those up before the Lord before I come to worship. And I, I want to arrive on time at the beginning of the service so that I'm ready for God to, to work in my life and that I'm here to greet people and make a great first impression on behalf of Huguenot Road Baptist Church that perhaps could be a lasting impression. Maybe you will be the first one to greet a newcomer who has come to worship. I don't know what it might look like for you, but these are some thoughts that came to my mind as I was thinking like the shepherds, anticipating coming to the manger. And I think that they came open with open minds. I think that the shepherds were willing to experience change. We could preach lots of sermons about change, but simply this, that they were willing to set aside their own preferences to see what God was up to. They left their station to see what God was going to do. Maybe we would be willing enough to set aside our own preferences so that we can be ready for what God's going to do in our lives as we seek to advance the kingdom of God for the cause of Jesus Christ. And maybe the, the last thing the shepherds teach us is to go out with certainty. We have come, but we are called to go. And the shepherds, after they experienced the baby Jesus and proclaimed what God had instructed them to say, then they went back and they returned, as verse 20 says, glorifying. Oh, here here it is. I've got it right here returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. They went out with certainty. They had an experience and they knew that it was genuine and they were able to rejoice and ended up telling others, not only there at the manger, but as they went forth. You and I come to the manger day in and day out. And I pray that we would come as children, that we would come with a spirit of anticipation, that we would be willing to make changes in our lives, and that we would go out with certainty, sure in what we believe. Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy 1.12, the latter part, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. That you and I are sure and certain of our faith and we can tell our story with confidence. Not with rudeness. Not in a condescending way. But just share what God has done in our lives as we have come to the manger. Like William Carey, who is known as the father of the modern missions movement, said that we expect great things from God, we can then attempt great things for God. Experiencing the fullness of God, expecting and anticipating God to show up 
when we come to the manger. And because of His great goodness that we then can go, therefore, and attempt great things for God. Come to the manger. Come to Jesus and live. Expect great things from God and attempt great things for God this Advent season. He will come again. And while we wait, we must be an active presence in this broken and hurting world. Amen. Would you pray with me?